and welcome back to the Learn to Code podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about a very interesting topic, at least for me, and that is cloud computing. As you may know, I've been working on as a backend developer for a website, and the difference this time is, well, mainly i working on, ser- on a serverless solution. And as I had said before, uh, serverless doesn't really do, does not really mean that you are not working with an actual server. It just basically means that you are not going to have uh, physical access to it, and you are not basically the uh, the the server maintenance guy is not going to be you. So you don't have control. That was my uh, my first reaction. You know what? I'm not going to be in control of that. Uh, somebody else will, in this case, Amazon. So uh, who knows? Well, I'm going to be able to... Uh, thank- well, thankfully, most of the hard work is already done at the place that I'm working on. And by that, I mean that there is, a- there is already um, a very serious um, development cycle there. Uh, things that I've been playing and toying with uh, in the past years by my own. For, exam- for example, Git. Uh, that's basically uh, a must-to uh, application. They are using it. I'm not the only crazy people now using it. And although I've been using it for years, I wasn't exposed to the concept of Git Squash. Um, I've been using it myself for my own, and I've been watching... Um, uh, other Git repos. I've been reading other Git repos, and I've been basically uh, copying their branch, this, uh, their branch styles. So um, the basic uh, style that I use for Git is creating a master branch. Obviously, when I initiate the the repository, after that, um, I basically um, create a development branch and. From that development development branch, I basically do all the work. Uh, but every time I need to work on a feature, I basically branch out from development branch and create a feature branch. I just uh, give it a name. I don't give it um, a feature number. Uh, in my current job now, um, all the features are basically uh, numbered. So... I need to use um, uh, a nomenclature which includes the ticket number and the name of the uh, and and the name of the of the user story, and that's something else that I've been working on in the past years. Uh, I've been toying with the Scrum uh, Agile style of software development, which is basically uh, a management tool. Uh, to basically manage uh, development cycles, and it's very it's very useful. I've been toying with that. Uh, I've been playing uh, basically. Uh, uh, I just basically read the manifesto. Just to be frank, I read the manifesto. I really like the idea of continual development and quit releases, and basically um, develop my ability to estimate, which by the way is really bad. Uh, in order for me to be able to estimate something, uh, I must actually have a lot of experience um, working. It's like everything else. You need, um, in order for you to, uh, 
predict how much time it's going to take, well, you actually need to uh, to do a lot of the same job over and over again. And that should basically, or basically when they are asking you to do something that you already did in the past, uh, yet with a, maybe a different name, and that's basically it. Well, uh, uh, maybe that's how you can actually, um, how do you say it, um, estimate something. But never mind, uh, I read the Scrum Manifesto. I really like it. I practice it by my own. Then I um, try to practice it uh, with my wife. And that didn't went too well. And that was uh, uh, basically my practice time. Uh, I managed to become a Scrum Master by uh, self-assignation. So when I was on my previous job, I was basically uh, developing the database uh, store procedures, which contain the business logic for the business, most of them. So uh, without knowing, unknowingly, uh, I was having daily scrum with my team. I was uh, getting, uh, I, I, just, I only had daily scrums uh, because basically I didn't tell anyone that we were using a scrum. So basically, I self-appointed myself as a Scrum Master. And I pretty much implemented whatever I uh, could actually implement. And I did this because on my previous job, previous to that one, so that's double previous, (laughs) previous from my previous work, I actually proposed that we work developing um, the websites using the the Scrum Management System. And, uh, well, I wonder what could I have done better to sell it to my team. Uh, Maybe since I wasn't uh, the boss in that instance, maybe that's why my proposal uh, fell into deaf ears. Um, Well, basically, they told me that we got already a lot of work to do and that I was basically proposing to do uh, more work, and that time will be best invested in actually doing the work. Well, here comes the thing. Uh, since uh, we do, that's true, we do have a lot of work to do. Uh, I guess that they still have. Uh, but most of the time, since uh, developing the WordPress website, uh, most of the time they were just browsing Facebook. And that's a reality. Most of the time, uh, a week, maybe, we managed to get six hours of focus work in total. <laughs> and and I mean by that, that uh, from six people, maybe we were doing actual work an hour a week. And that was an issue that I was actually uh, monitoring very, uh, very efficiently because they all went into this, uh, uh, they were being pay to they were basically being get we were getting paid to basically browse Facebook all day and eventually do some work um, and since uh, it was open ended we didn't got any ultimatums we didn't got um uh deadlines per se so the bo- uh, the main director um of the institute was basically uh, dealing with a lot of other things. So web development systems were not a priority there. 
upper management was basically skipping us and they were using our main function wasn't to actually develop anything. Uh, we were used basically to fix the internet and fix the printers and, and fix whatever virus, format the stuff, maybe dust off uh, PCs from time to time. Those became our main task. So nobody actually expected us to actually finish the websites. So when I began uh, finishing projects for the WordPress website, <laughs> uh, I underestimated the the actual impact uh, that my project, the the kiosk, the kiosk uh, is basically a, a web kiosk mounted on a touch screen, and we were deploying those on um, on shopping malls. So yeah, that was that was a, a really nice experiment. I I did that uh, with the help of WordPress and the DB uh, team. So that was a very fun project to do. Although I did um, mostly all of that by my own, uh, yet the second uh, upper management saw that finish, at, at least the first version, then all the eyes came into the attention of that project alone. And then magically, uh, everybody wanted to be involved in that project. <laughs> so... Uh, because most of the hardware was already done, uh, I even managed to buy with my own money the teams needed to do that. And I don't know if they already, uh, if they uh, still have that one. Uh, but never mind that. Uh, I've been working a lot on the cloud now. Um, what's the difference between a cloud store and on-premises services? Well, basically, the Amazon staff is managing all that for me and for us mainly. Um, uh, what's the difference uh, on the control side? Well, Amazon provides us with uh, a lot of dashboards and tools to actually manage the services. So we are always in control, May I, I may like to think. Uh, since I am the new guy, and to be frank, I don't have too much experience or at all with Amazon Web Services, which is something that I wish to fix this weekend and the, and the next weekends. So I'm getting my my Saturdays back in my previous job. I didn't, so I was basically covering uh, I was basically covering uh, full time from Monday to Saturday, from nine to four or maybe to five sometimes. So we are not coming in in Saturdays anymore. Uh, yet I am staying from nine a.m. to six p.m. at my job, and I am proudly. Uh, I can proudly say that I am using all that time to actually do work. So there is very little downtime in that in that place. Uh, most of that is thanks to uh, basically a Scrum and the virtual tools that they are using to do a Scrum. Uh, I didn't know that we already have a lot of tools to work with a Scrum. Uh, so I always saw Scrum as a... Uh, management tool basically uh, today we even got our kanban boards digitally uh, using something called jira i believe so there is a lot of tools today uh, and i am uh, i don't really use my kanban board anymore my physical one uh, because the digital one is just so flexible and it actually allows me to do a lot of things that I cannot do with a physical board. For example, you can actually assign 
uh, if you are working on a feature uh, and that requires code, you can assign reviewers to to the Kanban board and they will get uh, actual emails and notifications if they have the the mobile app. Uh, so whenever I, I do a pull request, they are notified and they can actually review the code. Um, at the time, I only have direct contact with uh, another backend developer and a front um, a front end developer. So basically, uh, we are a team of three developers at the time. I think we have another front end developer, but he doesn't talk too much. Uh, but never mind. So I've been working uh, on the cloud this this past two weeks. I believe I already had two or three weeks. I don't remember. Uh, I think uh, there had been two weeks, maybe. Uh, and it's been quite an experience. I've been facing a lot of challenges on the cloud also. Uh, I do ignore a lot of the cloud technologies and how they actually work in the backend. Uh, so that's on me, I guess. I need to prepare and use these weekends as an opportunity to grow myself. And who knows, maybe I'm getting a, uh, an Amazon Web Services Developer Certification in the future, which is uh, quite an expensive exam. Uh, yet, I guess that if I study what I need to study, and maybe I can basically just pass it. Another requirement that my company is asking me is to have a, um, how do you call it, a degree. Uh, I never graduated from college, so that's an issue for me right now because the company uh, demands that I do have, uh, they are concessing me, uh, they're basically forgiving the fact that I don't have a, a degree yet, a major's degree. So I try to to make a, a ma- a, to get a major's degree, uh, but my in my previous job, I was basically asked to choose between getting a degree or or keeping my job. So I choose the latter. <laughs> so just to let you know. Uh, but never mind. Cloud seems to be very fun at the moment, uh, just because most of the infrastructure is already built on. Uh, most of the things I already are already configured. Uh, they actually use uh, Amazon Web Services Lambdas for the business logic. So that's why I'm not going to see stored procedures on the database. So basically, everything is being handled by Lambdas this time. And what is uh, an Amazon Web Services Lambda? Well, it's basically. Uh, a programming language program. Uh, well, it's not that. It's basically a program which you can actually write on, I think it's Java, Python. We are working with Python on my job. Uh, so uh, I don't remember the other ones. Maybe C Sharp. Uh, and you can actually run those programs on Amazon Web Services. So basically something, uh, uh, the program instantiates on the on the cloud and runs your program, it executes, and that's basically how uh, we do the backend the with with Python programs in the backend. So uh, I've been practicing very little with Python since the exercise. I've been focusing more on uh, basically on getting the hang of what I have to do day to day. And the thing that I I wish to know better is to know exactly what the thing expects from me. 
So what I guess, because I'm guessing here, is that I should be interchangeable with the previous um, backend developer or at or the current backend developer. I do believe that they already got a backend developer in the team because I do see a lot of uh, commits from someone called Jonathan. So it seems like he stopped working there uh, back in July this year. So maybe that's why they are hiring again. They are still looking for a front-end developer. Um, yet, I wonder if um, I clearly don't feel the don't feel all the requirements perfectly. Uh, yet, I am willing to learn really, really fast and on my own uh, because it's not my intention to slow down uh, the project. Which basically, is, uh, when I arrived, uh, the project was already um, uh, how do you say it? Uh, we need a lot of things to do um, and things that were supposed to be delivered releases ago, they are still in the backlog. So uh, we're playing catch up right now. Let me get my coffee. <laughs> so what's the difference between Amazon Web Services uh, and on-premises? I already talked about it. Uh, well, you, uh, I only talk about the bad thing and that's the loose of control. Uh, yet, one thing that I didn't expect is that I rather prefer not being in control of that and just enjoy the benefits. So although I don't have the chance to to choose a Linux distribution and maybe install a Windows server, uh, an Ubuntu server maybe, or maybe a Red Hat Linux server, whatever, uh, I don't choose that directly. Uh, I don't even have uh, access to actually see what's the... Uh, the tech uh, stack in that in that sake. So I am only aware of my role as a backend developer. So basically, I am able to develop uh, Amazon Web Services lambdas, I can, and I can actually deploy them on the development environment and the integration environment. Once the development environment has uh, successfully passed on, uh, uh, I was used to. Uh, to do very simple unit testing uh, on Java when I was working on my previous job. Uh, I did that for myself, and I didn't do anything too crazy. I just was basically doing uh, very basic asserts for my functions, and that was pretty much it. Well, my methods in Java, because in Java you get methods, not really functions. On my current job, we are working with Python, and Python is very flexible, in the sense that it's not demanding you to create uh, classes for everything. Um, you can basically instan uh, run a function that is not attached to uh, is not attached to anything actually. So you can do a, uh, a Python function and basically unit test that. Um, and basically, I do have a folder for my source code and another and another folder for my test. Uh, and unit testing is done pretty much automatically anyway. Once I, um, we are using a tool called PyLint, which is basically uh, a code testing tool, which uh, which reads your source code and assigns it um, a grade based on uh, several configurations that I ignore, by the way. Uh, but I guess that if I follow the the official Python uh, programming uh, guidelines, I got to be just fine. And, and I wasn't wrong. I was actually a 
passing my first three or four uh, source code um, pull requests with with uh, with ten of ten grades. So I guess that's just fine. So that's how I we are checking the source code locally. And why are we doing that uh, as a requirement? Well, because in the future, in the next phases, one of the steps is a uh, um, a concourse uh, pipeline, which is basically doing the same thing. Concourse, I believe it's called. I don't remember very well right now. So what concourse does is basically read your source code and and basically test it, test it out. And if you did the previous job of creating unit tests and running pilot, well, basically you are going to, if you are flying uh, with 10 of 10, you are going to basically just uh, do just fine. Your code is going to be uh, approved in the pipeline. That's the intention. So if the code is uh, is passing the pipeline, uh, basically your code is clean, your code uh, is, is delivered in a single commit. That's why you need to learn how to uh, squash commits, which is basically a rebase. Uh, and you're rebasing um, uh, your feature commits in order to basically, um, how do you call it? To basically just send a single commit to the development branch. And you don't merge directly into the development branch. What you do is basically uh, request that somebody else approves that you can actually merge your source code with the development branch. And... Uh, on the Python repository, we don't have any problem because uh, we do separate the source code of every Lambda on a folder. But on the database uh, repository, uh, I had to rename some files because they were conflicting with other uh, with the other backend developer files. He was working on the same repository uh, as myself. And we are using a... A naming convention of uh, using numbers at the beginning of the file to know in which order uh, the, the SQL scripts need to be run in order to to restore the database structure in another environment. So the order is very important. And my file name was starting with a, uh, with one number, and the other backend developer was doing something at that at that same uh, repository at the same time as me, and he already uh, deployed. He was already using the number, so I need to rename mine and basically rebase again. Uh, it's a little bit cumbersome, uh, but but I think it's actually worth it. So by the end of the of the last week and by the end of this week, I was actually assigned a project which is basically I need to create a tool which will remove uh, the need of creating a repository for the database. So basically, I need to compare two, f two text files which contain um, a database schema. I need to compare them, and I need to output uh, an SQL script that will allow me to, to make uh, to basically remove the differences between the two schemas and make them both equal. So basically, I'm going to input two text files, two, two different uh, SQL files, script files, uh, and my, my program should actually read them both, compare them, 
um, basically uh, create an SQL script that will allow me to make both, uh, to basically make the, the ladder database uh, just the same as the previous one. So basically I need to create a script. Uh, I need to output a script that will actually make both databases structures the same. And this needs to be automated. So probably I'm going, since they are giving me the freedom to choose the programming language that I wish to use, uh, I am tempted to do it on, on Java. Uh, but since I'm going to be using Python on the job, maybe it would be a good idea to just learn Python very well. And I've been uh, hearing very good things about Python and working with text files. So maybe uh, learning Python right now is going to be uh, the best move. Maybe I will call it uh, unavoidable anyway. So why not just do it right now? Learn Python very well and create the project in Python. And who knows, maybe since it's going to be in Python, uh, I can actually implement it implemented it on the on the Amazon Web Services repository. Who knows? Uh, at the time, it's going to be just a local Python program running on a local machine. I don't need it to be a, a cloud solution at the time. Uh, I'm going to replicate the the same repository system that we are using back at, at the job, uh, minus the Git squashing, because basically that's going to be my personal project, and I'm going to be working on that when uh, when and if I get any downtime on the job. So basically that's going to be my padding, my uh, my personal project there. So whenever we get to have a free time, maybe uh, uh, maybe backend development is already done, but frontend development is still working on, on the sprint. Uh, so maybe I can just work there on that. And that's basically my plan. So what I'm going to do this weekend, I do have two paths. Um, well, basically two main subjects to, to learn. One is Python and two is Amazon Web Services Development, uh, Development Associate, I think it's called, uh, which is basically a certification from Amazon, which allow, which will allow me to have, uh, some credibility with people I don't know and people that don't know me or my work. So having a star uh, with a certification will will be very good at the moment. But never mind that, I guess uh, I don't really know if this, this podcast is going to be another bonus episode because I'm not really talking about uh, a very specific subject. Uh, excuse me. But, uh, well, I guess that what I'm trying to say is that I didn't... <laughs> prepare too well for this. I just basically uh, turning up the microphone and begin talking. But basically that's where I am at. Uh, I'm not going to get paid this month. <laughs> I'm going to get paid uh, the 15th of uh, August 2019. And that's when I'm going to receive my first paycheck. Uh, I am still living off my savings. Thank God for me uh, sa- uh, trying to follow the advice of Dan Ramsey, which is a, a very popular podcaster, which basically his show uh, is about getting out of debt I, I, and basically saving money. And uh, that's basically me. I want to be out of debt. I am out of debt, th- thankfully. I don't, I don't uh, 
have any death. Uh, I do rent, so maybe that could be considered some sort of, of debt, but I don't consider it debt. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm living off my savings right now. Uh, I can still live for another, uh, for two months maybe, uh, without getting any money, uh, any, any more income. Uh, my wife already left me. Uh, she went back to her mother's house. Uh, I am still keeping my, uh, how do you call it? My lifestyle of sorts. Uh, but I'm realizing very quickly that if I don't uh, make money, uh, I'm becoming very less desirable. I'm not surprised. That's just how life is. But I'm taking notice. So... That's that's good, I guess. So I am working. Uh, I haven't get any money uh, yet from that job. Yet for what I'm actually doing at the moment, I don't think it's really that bad. And uh, if I pass this six-month trial period, I'm going to actually uh, invest. Well, at the, at the second they told me, you know what? We are thinking about you to become... Uh, a long-lasting member of the company. The second I hear something uh, in, like that, I am actually investing on learning German. I'm not going to spend 10 years trying to learn German by myself, playing video games or watching movies. I'm just going to buy the bullet and allow a large chunk of my uh, income to go into a German school and basically just learn German. Uh, why? Uh, because I am afraid that my country is collapsing at the moment. And I had seen what Venezuela is now. And I see a lot of, this, uh, a lot of the previous symptoms uh, showing up at this face. So uh, I, I don't know. I am one of those that don't believe in socialism. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just... Uh, Although I, are, I am already on the Titanic <laughs> and I am uh, like uh, two, two days uh, already on the ball, on, on, the, on the travel, uh, maybe I can convince somebody to give me access to one of the uh, lifeguard boats <laughs> and just escape uh, while everyone is just unsuspecting. <laughs> yeah, because when shit hits the fan, uh, everybody is going to want one of those. So I'd rather have it right now. Uh, but don't be fooled. The country is about to collapse. It's not going to be soon. It's going to take maybe 10 years. Uh, if, I am, uh, if I am optimistic, we're having a Venezuela collapse uh, in the next 10 years maybe. Maybe 5 years. Because it's collapsing quite faster actually. So resources are burning down. And there is nothing coming in. So you already know how it ends. So why bother? So if I manage to learn German, I can travel to Germany and live there. Uh, maybe I can find uh, comfort on knowing that uh, I did the best I could here. Uh, but never mind. I guess uh, if, if I cannot find the life I want on my country... Maybe uh, it's not my country to begin with. Uh, maybe it never was. Uh, never mind. I guess living seems to be the most sensible choice at the moment. But today is way too soon to assume that I'm going to be able to do just that. 
So maybe I should just, uh, as we say here in Mexico, maybe I'm going to worry about how to cross the river. Uh, first, let's get to the to the river itself. <laughs> let's worry about how to cross it later when we actually get there. So I need to give a, a very good impression on my first six months. Um, I need to learn very fast and integrate myself with the team and basically become interchangeable with the uh, with the current backend developer. So whenever he or I are present, uh, the workflow stays the same. Uh, obviously, uh, we must work way faster when we are both present. Uh, whenever Cesar, uh, my my coworker, is gone, he is the backend developer. Uh, the current backend developer with actual experience on the project. So the idea, I guess, is that uh, when he's gone, uh, the project is not frozen, that it can continue on, and that I can basically be interchangeable with him. So he can actually do something else, maybe receive a promotion and leave the uh, and leave the groundwork for uh, for for the new guy. So that's basically how companies work and organizations work corporations so you you want to be uh, promoted you need to do two things one uh, prove that you are very productive and that we are the company is basically wasting your talent on a low position and that if they move you up the ladder and pay you more the company is going to be to be able to make even more money so proving yourself is the first step the second step is who is who are you going to lead behind it's not just, you know what, I deserve the position, yes, but since there is no one else to do what you do right now, we're going to lead you there. So if upper management is going to give you a promotion letter, you need to give uh, upper management a recommendation letter. You need to recommend someone who is going to be promoted into your position. So that's basically how corporation works, how you actually go up. And that's why uh, I am actually uh, surprised to see so many people uh, which don't really know why they are still working on the same position for 10 years in a row. So they don't grow. They don't feel they are growing. And the last case that I saw was that was on my previous job. Uh, when I just entered to work into the current job, uh, into the previous work, the previous job, I mean, uh, they were needing a database administrator with experience with SQL Server and large amounts of data. So I apply and I receive, uh, after a very short interview, I received my uh, deposition, which, bo- which was basically a-, a management position, which required uh, knowledge of the databases. So I became both the boss and the developer in that time. Uh, so the guy that was previously working as a database administrator was still there. Uh, he was basically uh, a young man, which was basically learning the ropes of databases. And he did memorize a lot of scripts to solve several problems. And he basically was fixing problems uh, case by case basis, basically. And he was very disappointed when he was presented to me because he was expecting to be promoted to the position. Uh, he actually told me that openly, that I was basically going, go, he was bas- uh, very disappointed 
that instead of him getting promoted to the position, the company decided to hire somebody else to occupy it. He already got some years working there, uh, doing the job. So he did have the experience, uh, but he only memorized things. Uh, he never uh, actually cared or worried about solving the problems in a more permanent manner. He was basically a cog in the machine. He was not a human. He was basically uh, uh, making himself necessary to the company. So he will never get fired. Uh, that implies a problem because if you are a cog in the machine, maybe you may think that you cannot be replaced. Uh, but the truth is that the second somebody with experience comes in and solve the problem that you believe to be very important to solve, uh, then you are no longer needed. And then I began fixing stuff permanently. I began fixing stuff. We began receiving less calls. And there are a lot of bugs on that system. So it's not very well done, may I say now, <laughs> at the moment. So I don't know, maybe a really good course on how to use try catch finalized blocks on C Sharp will be very helpful. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, the philosophy of it's, it's going to break, let it break, is not very good. If you are not catching the, the exceptions, but never mind. Uh, I'm not working there anymore, so I don't really care. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, he didn't grow at all. He basically, his growth was to basically memorize scripts. And he had this uh, around 500 lines script, which he didn't run at once, obviously. And whenever he received a call, he identified the problem and he just uh, input the data necessary for the for an update and basically run. He didn't understood why it need to be done. Uh, it need to be done that way. He was basically uh, a, a coding parrot, basically. Uh, you know what? I'm getting a call for fixing this issue. Uh, and and the guy that designed the database told me to run this statement uh, with this value uh, in order to fix that instance of the problem. So he was basically hot fits in problems instance by instance. And that means that we get a lot of calls. So as the time passes by, uh, he realizes that he's not actually uh, being necessary anymore. And he and that plus his disappointment for not being promoted. Uh, although he told me that he was basically working there alone for six months and he was basically carrying the entire department by his own. And that may be true, but then the, the problem is, well, if you believe that it's working so well, why is the company hiring? Companies are there to make money. So a company is not going to hire somebody if they believe that they don't need it. If they believe that they need somebody else, then they are going to hire somebody else. So maybe he wasn't working as well as he actually believed he was working. But never mind. Me neither. So there we have it. For all that I did there, the truth is that I'm not very, uh, very well at the phone. Uh, but that's why somebody uh, actually hired me a person to deal with the phone calls. And I can just focus on solving the, the, the big issues of the database and of the software itself. Because most of the time, uh, many of the bugs 
were committed by the front-end uh, application, the desktop application, which actually inputs wrong data. And the application doesn't comply at the moment because it's inputting data. It complies at the moment of requesting the data back later in the future. And that's where uh, we get the issue, basically. So anyway, uh, the thing is that he didn't grow. If you don't grow, uh, you don't meet the first requirement, which is basically, well, uh, your talent seems to be according to your current position. So why should I move you into a position where you are most likely to underperform if you can barely perform the expected uh, output on your current position. So basically, you need to perform way better in a consistent manner. You cannot have just a peak of very high performance uh, in a very short span of time, like let's say ten, three months, maybe you are... You are uh, performing very well by for three months in a row. Uh, that's very nice. But if by the end of the semester, you are getting back to your uh, regular performance, maybe that's just wasted effort. I guess I should be able to deliver consistency. And that's why management really likes consistency. They don't want to guess uh, what your performance is going to be especially if they are going to move you up. So he didn't really grow anything. Uh, he didn't really understand the programming language anyway. Uh, I tried to explain to him what a story procedure was and how uh, all the business logic was inside that. Um, he didn't show any interest on in learning something. So he basically wanted everything to stay the same and be paid more for doing that. And that just doesn't work. And another thing is, okay, so you want to be the boss. Who's going to do the work that you used to do? And that's another thing. In my case, I opted out from that. And I just decided to fix the problems on the database and create new storage procedures to fix more problems on the database. And when I could not fix my problems with uh, with the store procedures and functions, I began learning Java for databases. So I began learning Java Standard Edition. I learned how to how to connect to a database using JDBC. I learned how to use um, uh, date and time data types with modern Java, which is basically uh, one of the most important things to learn how to do in Java. And basically, I began doing back-end development for myself. Um, I began building bots, which basically detected uh, mistakes in the in the data inputs. And the bots will correct them before uh, an issue was made from that mistake. So I began working there. I finished uh, fixing most of the problems that require uh, a mechanized method of solving things. And then I moved into solving problems for other departments. Uh, I began moving into the the state police. Uh, I began working on... Uh, a database for the state police. And I began working for another department, which is in a very different building, uh, uh, finances for the state. So I was working with very old databases there. And I managed to connect to that uh, using a web service. That was my first official use of a very old web service anyway. So I was able to input data there massively using uh, an stored procedure that they were actually programming. 
So I was basically just inputting data there. And that's basically it. Uh, what else? Well, that was basically it. Uh, at that time, when I was working on finances, I already was done with the with the state police project. I was midway working on the finances project issue. And as consequence of the previous governor, a female governor dying on Christmas Eve 2018, uh, the new governor was issued, uh, was elected, and he decided that uh, all private companies working for the government were no longer necessary, and all those providers, private providers, would be replaced by uh, government bureaucrats. And that was it, basically. We were all terminated by the end of, uh, of I think it's uh, August 2019, the previous month. And, oh, wait, I, I mentioned that I was going to receive my first paycheck on August. I was mistaken. It's going to be on October 15, 2019. I'm going to get my first paycheck there. I'm sorry if I confuse you, but never mind. Uh, but never mind, getting back to the main tree. <laughs> so the company was terminated. Everyone was liquidated by uh, the end of um, uh, by the end of August, beginning September. And uh, two weeks after September began, uh, September 17th, 2019, I began working on my new job as a backend web developer on Amazon Web Services. So now I am officially a cloud developer. A very inexperienced one, maybe, because I don't really know the tools used, but uh, I do have a lot of experience programming, and I do have a lot of experience working with databases, and uh, most of the job is already done, so I need to just build the new features that are being requested, and there are a lot, so that's basically my job now, uh, making backend, uh, and it's not simple, it's not easy. So it's not click, click, you're done. Uh, there are, they, they are like uh, 11 different steps uh, to complete a single task. And every single step contains around from 5 to 12 steps inside. So my day-to-day -day, uh, workflow is really long. Um, that's uh, why it's actually needed to, auto to make things uh, automatically as possible. And I see why. But well, uh, here is where we are. I've been talking about uh, almost an hour now. I'm going to cut this uh, this episode right now, I guess. <laughs> uh, almost an hour talking, wow, okay. So I was uh, streaming uh, a game called Apex Legends. It's very fun, but since I am new to that game and I am ignorant of the weapons and why the bullets are different colors, um, why... Uh, how uh, the the powers of the legends there, the heroes, uh, do actually work. I've been trying to heal people with a lifeline, it's called. And whenever I, uh, sometimes the drone uh, is healing me, sometimes it's not. Uh, I don't know really why it's not really consistent. Um, my I guess that if I receive damage the drone is not going to heal me because uh, i seen a pattern there so maybe that's a possibility and maybe uh, i would say that that's really dumb because uh, if i am drop if i am playing a healer is to heal and the most important uh, time to heal 
is when you are in combat. So uh, if we are out of combat, the person that wish to be healed is going to heal himself anyway. We already have uh, heal packs, shield packs, so shield batteries. So a drone, uh, you need to be real close to that. So I, I don't know. I don't see how I am I supposed to be a healer on that game. But never mind. Uh, I guess uh, this should be the end of the episode. Thank you for coming in and I'm going to talk to you later. Goodbye.